Hey guys, welcome to episode number six of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, hey, hey. I'm here with Stella. (laughs) We decided to record a little cheeky podcast tonight. I'm currently in my underwear drinking a kombucha on my bed. And Stella, what's up with you? (laughs) I'm wearing a really lame big t-shirt and I wish I was drinking a kombucha. Yeah, you're craving the kombucha. There says playa on it. It's like so lame. I actually stole it from a friend who it was her favorite shirt and I accidentally, accidentally packed it when we were in France in my bag. Oh, that was literally five years ago. <laughs> no, I've had it for so long. Well, she she actually lives in London. No way. Well, I promise I won't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I literally went through all of my clothing today. I did like a massive clear out in my room and I threw out so many ugly PJ tops that I just never wear. You know, the ones that they're, they're ugly PJ tops, they're not even comfy. And it's like, why do I even own this? And they're stained and they're ugly and they're like not a good material. So I literally oh just like threw out all, all that. All the ex-boyfriend shirts. <laughs> yeah, because I have ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Literally, I've never had an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Not fine, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Stella and I are going to be answering some of the listeners' questions today. I have a few that were sent um, to my DMs and or email And Stella is amazing at advice. I go to her for all the advice that I need. So today we're going to answer some for you guys. Amazing. No pressure or anything on me now. God. Yeah, no pressure, Stella. You're literally the advice guru. If you fuck up, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. All right. Should we dive right in? Let's do it. Okay. So question number one. My boyfriend has never given me a reason to question his loyalty, but my own insecurities make me jealous over little stupid things. Like yesterday, he mentioned bumping into a girl he went to school with, and it's nothing for me to get jealous of, but I felt an anxious feeling in my gut. I didn't say anything because I know I'm being irrational, but what can I do or say to help prevent these feelings and get over this stupid jealousy? Oh, God. I mean, I think, first of all... I don't, I feel like to me that sounds like, hey, he hasn't done anything wrong, but clearly there's not enough reassurance going on that he's doing everything right. So I know that, of course, he's, I'm sure he's a very loyal, very sweet man, but I just feel like. You think he's doing something to like jeopardize that, that, you know, trust? No, because I think that the issue isn't actually rooted in whether he's faithful or unfaithful. I think it's rooted in her security in the relationship. So I think that in my mind, the thing to do would bring it up when you're not, when you're not in a moment where you're having that pang of jealousy, bring it up when you guys are in a good place and just say, ask for more reassurance, ask for yeah, just to kind of, I don't know. I feel like sometimes verbal. Maybe tell him that you have these issues and like 
kind of get him to be more reassuring. But you know what? No, actually, I don't want this girl to tell her boyfriend, hey, it makes me feel really insecure and jealous when you mention a name of another girl. So, uh, yeah, it's like, no, I think this girl needs to do some more soul searching. No, no, yeah, no. She's probably really young. I feel like it might be one of her first relationships. And I don't know. What do you think? I I need to know more. I know. I don't think I don't. What I'm saying is I think that she I think that it's not about like I think that she's in her mind. She thinks that it's about her being jealous, but I actually don't think it's about her being jealous. I think it's about her just not feeling reassured or secure in the relationship. So do not bring up the other girl or things like that because nothing has happened. And I don't I think that that will just create a defensive reaction from him. I would bring it up in a moment when you guys are really good. Maybe say something nice to him about you know, I'm so into you. And I like, I, I, I don't know. I love spending time with you. I like, I'm so happy. It's you. I couldn't even picture myself dating anyone else, something sweet like that. And hearing that back from him just might be that reassurance you need. It just might. Yeah. She might just need him to say, you're the only one I am looking at, or I see, and it has nothing to do with in comparison to anyone else. It's just that reassurance that she needs from him. And I think that that's an okay thing to ask for. Yeah, but like, do you think that would really solve it if she has this like deep rooted jealousy issue? Well, that like, I think she. I, I, think I, I feel like she. Yeah, I feel like she must. Like, she might have to just like really do some like self work about this because there's only so much the boy can do. Like, I know for a fact that when I've been jealous, like when I first started falling in love with Ben, I like really would get angry thinking about how the fact that he's had exes before me and that he's loved other women before me. And like, you know, I'd be kind of, you know, yeah, I'd be jealous about that because he's the first guy I've ever loved. And I think the thing that got me out of that is just being really open with him about it. Like, I'll be like, oh my God, I can't like, you know, think about you and your exes. I can't even deal with the jealousy. Like I have to get over it. And he's like, Mimi, obviously you're the only one for me. I'm like, I know it's just like the weirdest thing. Cause I've never felt like this before. And we kind of make it a joke. We're a bit more lighthearted about it, you know? So maybe she just has to keep it as like, maybe don't suppress it so much. And like, you know, it'll just boil up inside of you. Just kind of make it more of a lighthearted thing with him. So he doesn't get defensive. So it's like, oh my God, why am I so jealous of other people? It gets crazy. I'm just like, I think I'm really into you or something, you know, kind of make it more lighthearted. And eventually you'll see it more as a joke and he'll always give you that reassurance when you bring it up, you know? Yeah. Is that good still? Or like, eh? I mean, I think that I agree that I, yeah, I think, I think that both of us are giving similar piece of advice, which is don't bring it up when you're upset. Don't bring it up as an accusatory thing because he's done nothing wrong. So if you want to bring it up, exactly. Bring it up as more of a lighthearted thing or bring it up as a, this is what I need in a relationship. And maybe I'm not getting all the reassurance from you that I need. But I think generally I want to go back to that first point you said, which is she needs to do a little bit of soul searching and find that confidence in herself and know that it's not a competition between her and other women. It's like her and him and she's amazing. And that's what she needs to focus on because she like the only reason anyone wants to be with you is because you know, you're great as well. No one wants to be with someone who thinks that they aren't worthy of being loved. Yeah. It might even put a dent in your relationship if you really start acting negatively like on these feelings you're getting or if you kind of start acting weird every time he mentions a girl like that's not really sustainable like there are women walking around all at all times like he can have women friends you know what I mean like I feel like 
maybe it's a bit of a control thing, which I totally get. You know, I can be, I have a controlling um, side of me as well, but yeah. What do you, do you think it's, it has to do with control or just insecurity in, in herself and her relationship? Probably a combination of both, but I think that it just goes back to her. Like you have to find in yourself that you are a confident, amazing person and you're worthy of someone who only wants to be with you. And when you're secure in that, you don't care about them. Talk. Like, I don't know. A good example, I guess, would be, okay, so I dated someone who had some girlfriends that I was jealous of. And I think also women have really good intuition. I think that you know when something doesn't feel completely right. Mm-hmm. Even though on paper nothing was going on, I was still sort of like, okay, but why are you always ditching me for them? Why are you out with one girl until, you know, 12 at night at a bar? I just... Who the fuck? Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. No why would... Problem. I would not allow my boyfriend. I know. What? I, well, I mean, I just think... It came back to, I think this is my fate, one of my favorite lines. I don't know who said it, but you accept the love you think you deserve. And I think that I didn't know at the time that that I was, I didn't stand up for myself enough. But anyway, that's one example. Mm. A new example is someone that I'm seeing now who also has a lot of girlfriends, but I don't feel that jealousy at all towards it. And I think that has a lot to do with how far I've got, how far like I've come in my own confidence journey. And then also being with someone who is open and I can feel that they're not trying to be sketchy. So I think that it's a combination of building your own confidence, but also trusting your intuition. Totally. Yeah. You're so right. It's like you get the love that you think you deserve. And if you have a standard for yourself, and this is totally not talking about the jealousy thing anymore. Like, I think we're past that question. I'm talking about just like generally speaking, if you have a standard for yourself, you won't accept or tolerate anything that's below that standard. So if you have a boyfriend who, you know, flirts with other girls or or they, they have friends that are women that you know they've hooked up with in the past or something, like if your standard is just it's just above that and it's not you you don't want him to be doing these things then you can't date a guy that does you know what i mean so you won't eventually date sorry this is not making any sense i'm like getting in a deep hole here <laughs> do you know what i mean i literally i'm so brain dead right now <laughs> girl drink that kombucha get some caffeine i need the kombucha <laughs> no i think what i'm essentially trying to say is if you have a standard, then and a guy isn't meeting it, you probably won't date him or be as attracted to him, or he'll have to change his standards so that he matches yours. You know what I mean? Right. And if you're not, and I think that if you're in a place where you're not feeling very confident, someone's more likely to feel like they can walk all over you. It's just like the vibes you put out is what comes back to you. So if you're putting out this vibe that you don't even think you're worthy of love, then why would anyone else see that in you? Not, and it's uh, that all comes back to like that you are absolutely worthy of love and it's just about you how you need to see it yeah absolutely so yeah I guess we're done with that question maybe just like make it 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 depends on your personality if you want to be open with the fact that you can feel jealousy towards other girls sometimes what I did with Ben like I said made it kind of a lighthearted, kind of like a joke. And I'd say it every time I felt it being like, oh my God, why am I jealous right now? That's crazy. And then he would laugh and I would laugh and he would just cuddle me and reassure me in his own way. It's not about 
the other girl. It's about you feeling confident in yourself and knowing that you deserve to be loved and to be the only one that someone sees. And also another way to bring it up, I think these are all just three options depending on your personality. If you did want to bring it up and I, like, this is probably what I do, would do is try to not bring it up in the frame of you're not talking about jealousy. It's just more about asking for a little bit more reassurance in your relationship generally to know that you feel safe in it to want and kind of framing it like I want to feel safe in this relationship. And sometimes I need a little bit more verbal reassurance in that and not even mention mm. the jealousy or the other girl. But I think any one of those would work. Um, I think it really is obviously dependent on you and your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Next Great answer. <laughs> All right, let's fire it up. Okay, next question. I've been seeing a guy and we've become super close and we see each other pretty much every day. Our connection is really strong and I can definitely see myself with him long term. He's 28, he's six years older than me, and he's never had a girlfriend. I'm the opposite and I'm a long-term relationship kind of girl. This guy's told me that he just isn't sure that he has the ability to love. What? <laughs> Which confuses me because of our awesome connection. Can two people that love and feel differently be a good match? Should I just end it now? Oh my God. All right. Girl. That's pretty co- concerning. He's 28. He's never had a girlfriend and extremely concerning that he said that he's never really loved. Oh my God. Am I such a... Or he doesn't have the ability to love. That's what he believes. I'm like, when you find the one, okay. (laughs) That's not okay that that was my reaction. I don't know. I think, okay, (laughs) age gap, not a problem. I think the fact that he hasn't had a girlfriend, like, are we talking ever, even like in high school, nothing? Ever, ever, 28 years old. I also think I'm not going to judge him on that. I think that, I don't know. But he just goes through life with this belief that he doesn't have the ability to love. Like, that's a pretty mentally, like, he needs to go through his own shit. Like, I don't know if I would deal with a guy that that off, you know? Like, he obviously has these beliefs about himself that are pretty limiting. I saw the funniest thing, not to but this is pretty jokes it was on instagram and it was like me dating at 21 like what's your favorite color or something and then me (laughs) me dating at 27 it was like how aware are you of your past traumas and how actively working on them so you don't project that shit onto me and I was like that is you literally sent me that meme I fucking loved it it's just so good okay so I think that Okay, I think I'm going to go back to my favorite line, set your standards. I think that if you like this guy and you're having fun with him and your connection is awesome, you can't really judge him on the fact that he hasn't been in love before. I feel like I've been in a similar situation and I think that I like I too wanted to cling to that, but I think that you can't let that speak for everything and just if you're having fun and you're enjoying it, do it. And also keep in mind have a point that you're willing to walk away at. Like okay, if this guy and you have been dating for almost a year and he still isn't giving you anything, maybe that's your cutoff of, I don't want to waste my time anymore with someone who's still so unsure. And just give it your all, but know that you have to be ready to walk away if you're not getting what you want out of it eventually. But like, how hard is that knowing subconsciously that you might have to leave this? And like, if that was me, I think I'd I'd keep you know, I, I'd pull back a bit. I would not be able to, you know, give my all. And oh, fuck, this is really hard. Okay, I have a question. The concerning bit. 
Okay, wait, wait. How do you like how does anyone know that they have the ability to love before they've actually fallen in love? Um, I think most people know that it's pretty normal to fall in love at least once in your life. This guy just I feel has such a negative relationship with relationships, you know what I mean? Um and he's 28. Like I don't know, but it seems like she also says on one end that they have a great connection and they really, really like each other. They see each other every day. Then on the other end, it's like 28 years old, doesn't think he has the ability to love, never had a girlfriend in his entire life. You know, I don't know. I, if I were her, I would probably have a serious conversation with him and see how he responds. And I would probably say in the conversation Listen, I really like you and I really like where this is going, but it does kind of concern me how you don't think you can love. And I don't really know what we're doing here if we are pretty exclusive to each other, but you keep telling me that you aren't a lover. Like I need love in my life. So kind of let me know if you're willing to work on that or not, because if you're not like... I'm out, you know? I think that that's a totally fair thing to say. Just to, yeah. Be, and I think that if you're going to have any type of relationship with this person, communication is obviously so key and expressing that that's something that concerns you. You know, it scares you to invest your heart in someone that doesn't necessarily trust theirs. So I think that's a fair thing to bring up. Um, I also think, I mean, maybe I'm being a little bit, but she's the six year age difference. So what? She's 21, 22. Like, uh, yeah, she's like 23 or 22. Oh my God. Wait, I'm so bad at math. 28 minus 22. Did that actually just happen? Okay. She's wrong too. Yeah, that just happened. I'm brain dead. It's like 9 PM. You're like hungry. Um, I think that, I don't know. I'm kind of like, girl, you got time. It's okay to have a relationship that maybe it doesn't end so well. Like, I think you live, like you love or you learn, you live or you learn. I think that if she was, if she was 32 and really wanted to get married and wanted kids, I probably wouldn't be giving this same advice, but I think you're 22, go for it. Worst case scenario, you get hurt and you learn from it. Best case scenario, he under learns what love is because of your incredible connection that you keep building and you guys are amazing together. Yeah. See, I'm just curious to to know what he would say if she had this convo with him. I'm wondering if he would either go, you know, oh my God, babe, I know I've said that. Like, I, I feel like that because I've never had that crazy love, but you know, you might change, like I, it might be there with you or I, I wonder if he's more positive about it. You know, like, I know that sounds really sappy. Shut up, Stella. I know that sounds sappy, but like Ben's, Ben has, Shut up. I'm a fucking hopeless romantic. <laughs> ben has said things like that to me. Like when we first started dating, he was a little player boy. And like, I don't know, like he's always kind of said to me, like, listen, if it wasn't you, trust me. Like I wanted to be single so much when I first met you. If it wasn't you and if it was any other girl, like I would, I would not have made them my girlfriend. It, it's just because it was you. Like, you know, he says stuff like that sometimes. And I feel like if a guy is open like that, like that's super that's sexy. Super and maybe your guy would say something. I know, but like, okay, so ugh, you're saying go for it, bitch, because you're in that mode with your boy right now. <laughs> but I'm saying be a bit weary, have a convo with him, kind of test out the waters. I don't know. I personally wouldn't 
invest all my emotions into this if it doesn't seem like he's like emotionally stable or has these like random beliefs about love is a different question I just say I just think I'm just saying you can't judge someone 100% on their past that's all I'm saying so yes yeah but he's saying I do not have the ability to love that's like loving is like an essential thing in human life like if you don't love, you know, people that are in love live longer. People that Bill love, like, love they live. Deserves a shot. <laughs> oh, okay. Agree to disagree, Agree baby. To disagree. Let's just Sorry, see. Yeah. Okay. Back to your R. Kelly lyric there. Baby, I know you've never had that crazy love. <laughs> baby, I know you've never had that crazy love. That is literally R. Kelly. <laughs> like tall white guy (laughs) preppy oh my gosh can we just quickly talk about the fact that ben works out once a week and he'll lose weight if he doesn't work out yes we like it makes me want to punch him in the face (laughs) let's talk about that um yeah like why like why i don't like you (laughs) Like, I literally need to, like, eat very healthy and work out every single day to, like, lose half a pound in, like, three months. Yeah, like, <laughs> your, your mental state is also healthier for that, too. So take that, Ben. Yeah, that is true. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, why do men just have these metabolisms? I swear to God, I think it's it's hormonal. It must be. Yeah, undeserving. No. <laughs> um undeserving hormonal is it because like is it actually because of hormones like women just women just have women generally have more fat on their bodies than men because women are have like biologically speaking we have to carry children so it's like a protective mechanism for women to store more fat than men yeah yeah oh Anyway, it's freaking annoying. Like, literally every Monday he'll go to the gym, and I'm just well, like, also, okay, I'm just are, here. Are, hormones like are fucking with how we store weight, though, because all the estrogen in our food, men are holding on to more weight. Like, men have more, like, men have boobs now because of all the estrogen in the area and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, oh, shit, gross. I don't want a booby man. <laughs> Me. Sorry, I know it's mean. I don't want a booby man. But also, if I were a booby man, I would be insecure, which leads us to our next oh question. That was so mean. Do not put that in. Was that really bad? Differently, for sure. Okay, I'm going to try a different segue. All right. Well, um, try to eat hormone free meat, <laughs> wild and organic and grass fed. On a whole other note, here's another question from one of our listeners. I've been feeling really insecure lately and I need your help. I feel like my physical insecurities have, sorry, oh my God, I have to stop this. Why do I think I'm so funny? Okay. Hmm. Straight face. I feel like my physical insecurities have been affecting my relationship with my boyfriend of two years. Every time I'm feeling self-conscious, I just snap at him and I feel really vulnerable in a really bad way. Why is this happening to me just recently and how do I stop this? Very good question, which Stella and I can both relate to very well. Okay, well, I think, can I just draw on personal experience to start? Okay. Go, baby. Well, I think that 
when I was younger and in relationships, um, like six months ago, you know, <laughs> so much younger, so much wiser now. <laughs> um, but no, when I was younger in my, my relationships, I think when I was feeling insecure, I put a lot of it onto my partner and I made everything that they did or acted kind of, I, I let it affect me a lot. And therefore when I was feeling insecure, I also went to them to help me fix it. Um, so it was kind of like they were the problem and the solution. And I think that that's a really Mm. dangerous trap that a lot of women find themselves in. So I think that, and even if the man isn't the problem, even if he's not creating the insecurity, even if it's coming from you, I think in my mind, it's important to find a way to find a way to be your own solution. You kind of have to, you have to find a way to not a take it out on him and b you can't look to him to fix it because that's not sustainable. One day, God forbid you guys break up or you're with someone new and you break up or whatever happens in your life, there's going to be a moment where you're insecure and you're alone and you're not with anyone and you have to be able to be your own best friend and deal with it yourself. And I think that that's something that took me such a long time to figure out. And even recently, you know, I'm seeing someone and I was having an insecure day and I consciously thought, I'm not going to put this on them. I'm going to try to deal with it myself. And when I was feeling a little bit more over it, I said to them, oh, I was having an insecure day. And they said to me, oh, I wish you would have said something. But I thought it was important that I learned to deal with it myself. That's such a great point, Stella. Honestly, so, so good. So I feel like I can relate to this listener because it's been a problem with me. Um, especially when I first started dating Ben, like I had never been so open with a guy before. And if I was having a fat day and I just like, didn't feel like pretty in some way, or I didn't feel good in my body, I feel like it would really, you know, change how I acted with him if we were hanging out and it would kind of make me a bit more on edge and just like overthink a lot. And if there was any opportunity, um, that I could take, to, to blame something on him, I would, you know, I would take that. So I, I think what helped me, and this has just been over time, is just doing things that make me feel less insecure and better. So not drinking as much was a really big one for me. Going to the gym more and being healthier in general, which made me just so much more confident in myself as a whole. And also just realizing that, you know, living in the moment is really important. And there's nothing that's going to change your body by you thinking in your head, oh, I don't look good today. Oh, I look ugly today. So my new trick is acting as if, and it sounds a bit like wooey, I know, but I literally have been doing it all the time. And it's my favorite thing. It's like a mental exercise. If I'm feeling kind of blah, or if I've just like, you know, thought a mean thing about myself, I will turn it around and just act as if I'm already where I want to be. So that's the way I breathe, the way I speak, the way I hold myself, my posture, you know, how I think it's like, if I'm already there, if I'm at this, you know, place, mentally, physically, spiritually, where I want to be, how is that person acting? And eventually, if you keep acting like her, you're going to become her. So if you're feeling insecure and you need like a quick, uh, you know, pick me up or a quick way to reverse that and you're with your boyfriend, it's just a mental exercise. You can act as if you're 
super confident with how you look and super confident in where you are in life. And just, you know, treat it as like a fun, lighthearted, like acting practice. You know, sometimes I'll do that and I'll end up like really surprising myself and acting super sexy in front of Ben. I'm just like, woo. <laughs> but yeah, but honestly, it helps. I think I, I, I love that, that act as if it's funny. And yeah, like acting, I guess I, it's, I've been doing something similar, but I guess I was just calling it act as your higher self. Like don't act from the place where you're feeling that low insecure version of yourself, but act from the higher place. And I think that another thing that I was thinking about the other day, um, which I think is something that's kind of obvious, but at the same time, not to many people. And I think that it's something that took me a lot of time to realize, which is that I always used to think of confidence as this unattainable state of being that was like so far above me. I use the analogy of like a mountain. So confidence is like, I thought of it as I was on this climb up a mountain and eventually one day I would reach the top and then I could just kind of post up and chill at the top and be like, cool, now I'm confident. Um, Didn't quite happen that way. And I think that thinking of confidence as this unattainable higher thing kind of it can be so damaging because then you kind of you end up getting down on yourself when you're not feeling it you're like oh I should be up there and I'm not instead I'm still down here and so I kind of try to reframe it in my mind which is instead of looking at confidence as the top of the mountain how can you be nicer to yourself throughout the climb so sometimes it just means going a little bit easier on yourself like that confidence really just means not being hard on yourself it means that when you mess up or when you're feeling low, not being like, ugh, this counts for my entire personality. It's like not having the best day, be a little nicer to yourself, go easy on yourself. And that's kind of it. And it's just those little actions that build up eventually to help you be more confident. It's always going to be a struggle. It's never going to be this thing that you reach and you never have to think about again. A fucking men. That is so true. That like that just makes sense because like, I feel the same. Like I sometimes do still, but I used to a lot. Think of confidence as this really unattainable thing, but in reality, it's it's a state of mind. Like it's not something you really need to go hunt and sweat for. Like you can really just like try your hardest to change your mind and like act like you're confident, and then you'll be confident in that moment. You know what I mean? The more you do that, and the more that you realize that it's something that you can attain right now it's just like so empowering well, I think that so yeah. it's funny because I think maybe but, it's I'm, and we're saying the same thing I just think we're like it's funny because our approaches are so different where I don't find what you're saying it's funny I know that it works so well for you of like just act as if and in the moment just pretend that you're confident and you are and like for me it's like I find that to me I see confidence in myself as more of a resilience. Like, let's say, let's just take a silly example. Like, let's say you burn something while you're cooking. What would a confident person do? They'd go, oh, whatever. Mistakes happen. That happened to me today. Tomorrow, I won't burn something in the kitchen. Versus someone who's insecure is like, oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm a burner. (laughs) I can't do anything right. And you let it count for so much more. So if you're not a person who can just switch on and off of acting confidently, just acting a little bit nicer to yourself in the moment, just acting a little bit more resilient and not letting these little things count for your entire personality and just 
brushing things off a little bit more. Just go easy on yourself. I feel like that's a, like a small way to act confidently. Yeah. Or like say in your head, like a little affirmation. So one of the other things that really helped my confidence and lowered my insecurities in every area of my life is starting a morning routine. I won't delve into that in this podcast. It would take ages, but I do a little morning routine where I read and I write down what I want out of my day. And it's a positive little habit that I have. And ever since I've been doing it consistently, I'm just so much more me and I'm so much happier and I really don't feel as insecure. So just like really practicing self-care in every other area of your life. And then hopefully, you know, then it won't affect your relationship with your boyfriend anymore because really your relationship, it's kind of like where you express everything you're currently feeling in your life. I feel like Ben And I know, Estella, you feel the same with you have in your past relationships too. Like when I'm feeling really upset about something that happened in my work and or like a project that I really wanted to happen fell through, like I might be really just not in a happy mood with Ben that night and I might not want to have a really fun like date night out or um, like crazy sex or something. Like I, I might just have a different mood. And like, if you have those kind of days every day, it definitely affects your relationship. So just like, don't be so like victimized. Do you know what I mean? Kind of just like take control as much as you can and like do the things that, you know, make you feel good and that lower your insecure habits. Yeah. Well, I think you got to be your best self to bring your best self to a relationship. Like you have to feel great and be you have to feel great and feel confident in who you are on your own to be able to bring anything meaningful to a relationship with someone else. Yeah, totally. Totally. Morning routines, girl. I feel you. Journaling changed my life. Oh my God, dude. Same. I'm like obsessed with it. Even when I'm with Ben and he sleeps over or I'm like, I went to the countryside um, this past weekend to Ben's family house and I literally brought my like journals, brought my personal growth book and like my pen and <laughs> every morning when he'd get downstairs, I would do my little routine and meditate and it was just like literally life-changing. That's so cute. I love that. Bring it with you everywhere. Yeah. Seriously. But I, and I do notice like the mornings that I don't do it, I'm kind of like off that day. Like today I did it and I've been so productive. I have like my little list. I've ticked everything off. Like it's just, it just makes you, it just gives you a positive habit to add to your day. And, you know, even if it's just a micro habit, when you, you know, do these micro habits and they become some, a part of your routine, like it just really, uh, it promotes bigger habits to be changed as well. So don't underestimate a small habit because it just trains your brain to rewire itself even on a small scale. And, you know, smarting, starting small is good. Hmm? You're so right. You're so right. We got to do a whole other podcast on this. Yeah, baby. I'm actually, I know I've told you guys on my vlogs that I'm in the middle of starting a planner company, like a morning journal company, which I am... But it might be uh, pushed back a little bit because there's some things going on. I might have an investor and I might do it myself. I'm just not completely sure yet. But like it's pretty much done. I just need to like put it into the factory, get it um, printed out and stuff. So in the next like year, (laughs) I know it's so bad. I'm sorry. In the next year, you guys are going to have a morning journal from me. (laughs) That's so exciting. I know I'm pumped. Um, also, I didn't even tell you, Stella. Did I tell you? I don't know. 
What? I'm co-designing a jewelry line with oh. heavenly necklaces. This That's so exciting. Yeah, I did tell you about this, right? And I was like, send me all the necklaces, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I will send you all of them. So it's, um, I'm doing, uh, like a really cute little, like dainty gold, um, like not too expensive jewelry line with this UK based jewelry company. And it's like three necklaces you can wear all together or individually. And then like three statement earrings and like a cute little hoop you can wear if you have a second piercing and then like a bracelet. So I'm really excited about that. Um, okay. Why am I just off topic today all fucking day? Should we do our last question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All of my friends are party animals and I'm just not that into the I'm not that into the party scene anymore. All they do is drink and do cocaine all weekend. Eek. They've been my friends since school and I find it so hard to meet new people. What the fuck do I do? Oh my gosh. Okay, well I, th- I think we've like both been through this. Like <laughs> Mimi, you gotta take the reins of, of talking about like you're the average thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're an average of the five people that you surround yourself with most. That's my theory. Well, I didn't invent that theory. <laughs> I read it in a book once. And uh, yes, <laughs> the theory is by Mimi Bouchard, philosopher, <laughs> reality star and philosopher. <laughs> Those go hand in hand. Um, yeah, no, I read that in the success principles. And I've definitely heard it pop up a few more times in whole personal growth world. And I completely agree with it. And ever since I've changed my friend group, my life has changed. It's one of the top things that I would recommend if you want to change your life in a positive way. Um, You know, it's simple. If you want to drop friends, don't be dramatic about it because then it just causes a scene. The way that I dropped all of my friends from school that just were not on the same same wavelength as me. Um, well, the biggest thing was moving to a different <laughs> continent. <laughs> oh, no. But I, I actually, I, I uh, <laughs> sorry, Ben just texted me. He wants attention. He's like, I missed when you used to love me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not answering him. <laughs> anyway so yeah moving was a big thing but I I remember I distanced myself from my high school friends uh you know right after high school and and even during the last year of high school because I I knew they were into the like different things than I was and I'd already been through that big party phase at that point and I just kind of had different um, goals in mind. So what I did is I just never, I didn't make as much effort. I didn't make a whole scene. Like I just said, I didn't say, Oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. You do this. You can't change people. You can't. So there's no point in telling people what's wrong with them. If you just don't want to be around people that party a lot and do drugs all the time and aren't motivated humans, what you got to do is number one, stop hanging out with them as much. Start making like subtle excuses. Like don't do it all at once cold turkey because it's a bit suspicious, but like gradually just stop. And I always say like time spent alone is better time spent than with random people that don't uplift you and motivate you and inspire you. So I was alone a lot for some serious growth years in uni and at the end of high school. And when I first came to London, but those were the years that I really learned the most about myself. And they were also the years that I was, you know, picky about my new friends. So I started making new friends in London. And I was, 
I, I knew what I wanted. So I attracted what I wanted. And I, I had a standard, like we just spoke about before, I had a standard of what I wanted. So I started hanging out with people that were more entrepreneurial and just more creative and open-minded and, you know, weren't judgmental when I had a big new idea. Like I remember my friends in high school, they were like so judgy about things that weren't like the norm. You know what I mean? Like they would just scowl and like make fun of people that were doing something um, you know, if, if, like, if we knew a YouTuber or something, um, not that YouTubers were big, but that back then, but there were some of them. I remember one of my friends in high school was like, like, that's so embarrassing. And it's like, oh, like you do not want to be around people like that. But I know I'm getting off topic. The question was party animals. Well, I have- yes. What? Okay. How about you go? Cause I'm talking way too much right now. Well, I just want to say, first of all, before you like, kind of ghost them, like, I, I just think like, before, like, yes, you can pull back a little bit. And I think that that's good advice. Like you don't need to make it dramatic at first, but I also think give them a chance. Like, I think that sometimes in groups, people get a little bit more like they hype each other up. So I think that it might not be a bad idea to, let's say there are five of you or four of you or something, ask one of them to get dinner or have dinner and watch a movie one night, you know, like trying to take yourself out of that group dynamic where everyone's partying all the time or on a night where they're all going out, be like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it tonight, but I'll meet you all for brunch tomorrow. Or like just trying to facilitate activities that you want to do with them. Cause I mean, if you've been friends with them in the o- for so long and the only issue is that they party, it's not that they're bad people or bad friends, which so far it didn't really seem like they were, that would probably be my first line of defense while also taking that time to be more alone. I think that that is extremely transformative. And I think that I think like there, there are ways to meet people. I know it doesn't seem like it at the time, but I don't know, this is not a plug, but I heard, I've heard really good things about Bumble BFF, you know, like dating apps are working for people for a reason. I don't know why it's so far off to think that you could meet a friend that way as well. And you never know. You could. Yeah. And like, yeah. Pilates classes or something. I don't know. Just talk, go up to people, like do the things. I think the best way to meet people is do the things that you like to do and find people there. Like, let's say you have a dog, go to the dog park, meet people there. If you like hanging out in coffee shops, go to a coffee shop and see if you can hang, like just in things and doing activities that you already like to do. That's where you're going to find the people that are most alike you or yeah. Pilates classes, workout classes, whatever you're doing, spin classes, find a Like I know a lot of spin studios can be a little culty, but they have a good community. Go in and get into that community. Yeah. You're part of that community, <laughs> the culty <laughs> community, but no, yeah. What Stella said is totally right. And you know, I'm just getting, I get more in depth about things like that because I'm so you know, passionate about these books that I read, but like, if they're nice people, obviously still make an effort. I personally went through a phase where I was like, even if they're nice, if they're not benefiting me, I know this sounds kind of bitchy, but if they're not benefiting my life in a positive way, I'm not really going to spend my precious time with them. But that was just how I went through it. So obviously, the, Stella's advice is a bit more realistic for most people. Um, if you're not as like intense as I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, other ways like, you know, I when I stopped hanging out with my high school friends, I started hanging out with like older people like I was that young girl in like the older friend group, like, I would always hang out with Stella and her friends, like my sister and her friends, like I would always kind of um, and even now, all my good friends are 
older than me and my boyfriend's five years older and, you know, Kodo's five years older. Like everybody is like, Stella, how you're like three years older, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think that what, like, I think I agree with you, Mimi, and that you're like, I think it's good to find people that are in a different phase of life than you, because maybe everyone your age is really into partying, but that, and I mean, I'm sure there are people your age that aren't as well, but I think that going and hanging out with people a little bit older can be a good fix for that just because they maybe have passed that phase. But I think that, I think it, like if what's going on is that they're being negative and they're dragging you down and they're being judgmental and you don't feel good around them, then that's a whole different question. And I think that then Mimi's advice is probably better. Like if you think that these are toxic friendships, but I think that generally, yeah, pull back a little bit, spend some time alone try to facilitate some other hangouts and just see how it goes. And if, and if they don't, like if you ask them to go for brunch or you ask them to have a chill dinner and they don't reciprocate and they're like, no, I'd rather go out then. Okay. Like that's probably, those are probably not the friends for you then if they don't want to hang. Yeah. It would also be really interesting to see their reaction. Like if you start kind of like saying, Hey guys, like, sorry, I'm not going to drink tonight, but like have fun. I'm really curious to know if they would, you know, say, oh, you're being so lame. Like, why are you being such a grandma? You know, because I remember the friends that would say that to me often when I'd be like, sorry, guys, I'm not drinking tonight. Like, it makes my mentality pretty fucked. I'm taking a break from it. (laughs) Like, even if it was something like deep like that, like I remember people would be like, oh my God, you're so lame. And it's just like, because they want to make themselves feel better. But the fact that like, they probably don't like the amount that they drink and do drugs. And realistically, that scene is just like kind of lame. I don't know. Like I remember when I first moved to London, I went out a lot and like was in that party scene and like that drug scene a little bit. And it's just like so boring. It's like the same fucking night over and over again. And it's like Coke is so bad for you. It's like it really fucks with your brain. It really is so unhealthy. It's just like an over drinking and binging on alcohol, it's just like, it really sets back your health. And even if you go to the gym five days a week and you eat pretty healthy and on the weekend for two days, you're just like wreaking havoc on your body. It's just like so detrimental and really just counteracts on all of the effort you've put in. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I don't know if I want to get so like, I just feel like to, I I don't want to come off as us like trashing people's lifestyles is the only issue. I, I'm not, I don't care. I'm happy with it. This is like a podcast on living your best life. Like I, I'm just going to be honest because like, you know, we can we can say, Stella, like, oh, guys, like, oh, it's fine if you drink sometimes. It's like I'm talking about the people that go out and get fucked up like two or three times a week. Yeah. And I think that it's important for especially those people that are using it as like escapism from not dealing with their real problems or their real life. Um then it gets to a point where it like, I think, yeah. And exactly. If people are making you feel bad for not drinking, like we said, not the friends for you. And also that I think it's important, like whoever asked this question, wherever you are out there, just know that that is 100% about them and don't let them make you feel bad for making good choices for you. And you don't have to tell them that their choices are bad. You just can tell them that what you're doing is right for you and they should just accept that. Totally. And also I just want to say like, go girl like that is so hard to kind of pick yourself out of your friend group you're so comfortable in and you've known them for ages like it's really good that you have the ability and like the confidence to kind of like even acknowledge the fact that you don't really want to be doing those things anymore and like seeking advice on how to change because you know 
awareness is the first step in anything. And, you know, you could live a crazy different life because of the people that you surround yourself with. And it's just awesome that you're, you're going to do this. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And I think I love that about awareness. And I think it just shows anyone that wrote in questions. I think all these questions like have been extremely like coming from a place of already understanding themselves pretty well. So I think that I'm pretty impressed overall with all of you. (laughs) Yeah, ditto. This is awesome. Um, All right. So those are all of our questions for today. Um, I have one more question from me to you, Stella. Okay. Why the fuck (laughs) is my stomach hurting so much after that kombucha? I feel so (laughs) bloated and like I have massive sharp pain in my stomach. What the fuck? Oh God. Um, I mean, honestly, sometimes kombucha is actually a, like the way you're really supposed to drink it is you're supposed to have a couple ounces. So sometimes the full bottle is just too much for your stomach. Also, are you not so awake? Ca- like kombucha keeps me up. It's caffeine. I'm exhausted today. <laughs> like I just like need all the caffeine. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've literally been sleeping eight hours a night and I'm just like so tired. I also just got my period and I'm pissed off because I was literally bleeding last month for the entire month because I got my arm implant put in your arm, like my birth control, the birth control arm implant, you know, that I got that in instead of the IUD. Um, I think that so fuck my life. Drink some lemon water. It's the cure all for everything. And next time try to drink like a quarter of the kombucha or a half of it. Who can do that? It's like, <laughs> it comes in a cute little bottle. Like I want to just finish it. I make myself put it in a glass and walk away. <laughs> you're so good. You're like, you're like the straight A student. Like you're like the good kid. I mean, not really. I ate chips last night. I mean, not that that's bad, but I just mean like, no one's perfect, you know? <laughs> and who would be perfect? Exactly. Oh my God, I miss you. Okay, this is the end of the pod. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And send in any other cues you have for Stelly and I. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Neem, for having me. Thanks, baby. Okay, see you guys soon. Bye.